Romans chapter 5 verse 8 For God commended his love towards us In that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us So it's not about what we have done Or what we will ever do It's about his love for us I can boldly tell you That it's not about what you have done It's not about what you are doing It's not about what you will ever do God loves you And you need to realize that because he loves you He will not lead you in what you are going through worship that awesome time of praise unto you the bible says behold how pleasant how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity he said it's like the dew of ammon it's like the oil that flows from the head of aaron down to his beard and down to his skirt he said in their midst, you oh god you command the blessing we thank you because lord it's a good thing that we're doing here tonight we thank you because it's a pleasant thing that we're doing here tonight we thank you because lord in our midst you are bound to command your blessing lord we honor you lord we honor you lord we honor you lord we honor you and lord specifically we want to thank you because despite the pandemic that is running ravaging the face of the earth right now we thank you oh god because we are still here oh we are still here we are still here we are still here we are still here there were a lot of predictions about what will happen in africa as a result of the pandemic we were told that men and women and children will be dead laying on the streets littered all over the streets of africa as a result of this pandemic covid 19. but lord through it all through it all through it all we're still here we're still here you spoke a word unto peter you said the devil desire to sift you as wheat. You said, but I have prayed for you. We thank you, O God, because you are the one that has not allowed the counsel of the wicked one. You have not allowed the purpose of the wicked one. You have not allowed the wishes of the wicked one to come to pass over our lives. Not over our lives, not over our marriages, not over our academics, not over our health, not over our ministries, not over anything that pertains to us. You have not allowed the counsel of the wicked one to come to pass. And Lord, tonight, as we are gathered physically in this place, our people are watching us online from all over the world. There are people who are watching from Love's Domain Family Assembly, Lagos. Love's Domain Family Assembly in Kuala. There are people gathered all over the world, all around the world for Love Fest 2021. Even though we are not allowed to gather in large numbers, but Lord, we thank you for the blessing of the internet. And we know that you are here with us. Oh, I say we know that you are here with us. But you say wherever two or three are gathered in your name there you are in their midst we thank you father for gathering with us and lord we know because there's no distance in the realm of the spirit for you said unto the centurion the centurion said unto you rather 
that you don't need to come to my house just speak a word and that one what you speak my servant shall be made whole and you declare the word and the centurion left on the strength of that word believing that a miracle has taken place he got to his house and they said sir your servant has been made whole but i love the centurion he was not just happy that the servant was made whole. he said please tell me at about what time was he made whole and when they told him he said yes that was the moment he spoke that was the moment he declared the word and lord we're standing here in the city of akure and as your people are gathered all over the globe from whatever part of the planet that they're watching us from we have somebody who joined us for every service all the way from dubai we have someone who joins up for every service all the way from new zealand lord no matter how far your people are tuned in tonight the same experience we will have in this place will be transported to them in the name of jesus oh my god i told you amen was going to be louder than that i said the same experience the same anointing the same healing the same power the same word the same deliverance the same reformation the same confirmation the same renewal of mind that will take place here tonight it will happen all around the world as people are watching us from their living room as people are watching us from their bedroom there are some people there in their office right now it's a new day it's another day some people are already in monday in australia they are already monday and right now they are seated in their office taking time to watch this lord we pray that the same experience we're having here will be transported to them in the name of jesus oh we thank you heavenly father no one will remain the same i said no one will remain the same not any boy not any girl not any man not any woman will remain the same for we all will be changed in your presence and there will be tangible testimony oh i said again there will be tangible testimony in the name of jesus thank you heavenly father in jesus mighty name we have worshipped oh can the church give the lord a praise come and jam your hands together for the lord oh my god don't stop don't stop don't stop don't stop don't stop don't stop keep jamming your hands together you are welcome to love fest 2021 is somebody excited tonight oh wherever you are jam your hands together for the lord hallelujah glory to god glory to god even the pandemic cannot stop us hallelujah glory to god amen all right dog before you take your seat if you're present in here i like to give a minimum of five people a elbow tonight just give them a elbow and say you're welcome to church you are welcome to church tonight glory to god you are powerfully powerfully welcome to church glory to god a minimum of five people hallelujah oh glory to god oh glory to god hallelujah amen all right let's be seated in god's presence hallelujah all right tonight i want to welcome everybody bolu that was awesome all the members of love streams praise god i miss you guys like i mean as those jams were coming in doom 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 doom, doom i say oh my god <laughs> hallelujah i was mind-blowing glory to god and i'm sure that everyone had a good time to worship god tonight hallelujah you know it's just that you give me a lot of exercise to do tonight praise god hallelujah all the komales and everything praise god you know there are some people the komale is very easy they just komale but some of us praise god <laughs> hallelujah glory to god all right i want to welcome everybody those who are joining us online especially thank you so much for choosing to be a part of love fest 2021 and love fest is an event that holds every valentine's day every year and it's been on as far back as 2009 if i remember praise god um, a long time ago every year uh when we started we started with just few people gathering together to hear god's word 
on Valentine's Day. God instructed us to hold love fest every year. And because every year the world celebrates love on Valentine's Day without an understanding of what love really means. Praise God. And as a result of that, there's been a lot of misconception. There's been a lot of belief about love that have messed up a whole lot of things all around the world. Um, especially among our young people. Praise God. A, a lot of, a lot of, I mean, a lot of things have happened that have destroyed a lot of things, you know, uh, over the years. Praise God. You know, like somebody said, you know, this morning, you know, posted somewhere on social media and said today is Valentine's Day. He said some people, what they will do today, they will see the result in nine months' time. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, and we're not talking of married people. You know, if we're talking of married people, we'll have said, okay, I mean, that's all right. That's fantastic. Praise God. Because the truth is God has a standard. And because the world is changing, God is not going to change with the world. Are you following me? Because there are principles, there are things that God has said and he has put in effect. And most of those things, when we sit down and we look at it critically, we will find out that those things are not really for God. For the benefit of God, they are for the benefit of humanity. In other words, they are for your own benefit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Because that young man or that young woman that would say, oh, it's Valentine's Day, that will go out and mess up themselves today, in the next nine months will probably not be happy. Praise God. If they get the result of their actions. Hallelujah. Do you, do you understand what I'm talking about? You, you, I believe you understand what I'm talking about. You know, so every year God has commissioned us. And Love Fest over the years have grown to be a very massive event. And we bring different gospel artists every year to come and lead us in worship praise god hallelujah and we have some refreshment also praise god because i mean refreshment without valentine praise god you know it's like nothing praise god hallelujah and but this year and even last year the pandemic when the pandemic broke out uh we have not been able to hold love fest on that magnitude that we used to hold it praise god but we decided that irrespective of that we're still going to gather hallelujah glory to god and we thank god also for the internet people can join us online and also enjoy our god's presence praise god you know if it was not for the pandemic i had in mind to bring two artists this year you know to akure praise god and i'm sure bolu will have been so so excited praise god but don't worry next year i believe the pandemic will be over and we're going to be back to that that you see you remember that magnitude bull we're going back there oh i'm telling you we're going back there yeah we're going back there nothing is going to stop us two artists that i've already started talking with that were supposed to come this year uh toluchi was supposed to come at uh, this year and we're preparing to bring tim Godfrey this year you know uh, but you know the pandemic praise god <laughs> because i'm sure you know that if those two were to come for love fest in akure we can't even hold it here that's number one praise god we can't even hold it here out tonight but by god's grace i believe that next year the pandemic will have been over uh the vaccines and all of that that they had want to do they will have done it and things will have gotten better and we would you know be able to gather uh next year next year is going to be outdoor as usual praise god uh because we're going to bring those people and they're going to be a blessing uh, to us in the city of Akure, glory to God, Hallelujah! Can we just thank God because we are alive tonight? Just, just jam your hands together wherever you're watching us uh, tonight because you're alive. You're alive. Come on, just, just jam your hands together because you're alive. You're alive. You're alive. Come on, keep clapping, keep clapping. You know, every time I remember, I, I, I don't know, maybe I should call it a prophecy. You know that Bill Gates said that. I mean, uh, keep clapping. Don't stop clapping. You know, when COVID-19 started, even me that was a faith man, when I saw the mode of transmission of that disease, just a shake, just a touch, I mean, just a sneeze, just a cough, you understand, and you're already infected. From in my mind, I said, oh God, if the white men could do the this, 
than with our system in uh, Nigeria. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Uh, I said to myself, I said in three months, maybe half of, more than half of Lagos will be dead. Uh, you understand? Because when you want to enter a bus in Lagos, you know how we enter bus in Lagos now. You understand what I'm talking about? And that person that said Jafumi, somebody will sneeze on him, he will carry COVID-19. And you guess where he stays? That guy stays in Ajegule. And 20 people live in that room. And the 20 people get infected. Then the 20 people go out. Some will go play football. 22 man. Do you understand what I'm talking about? I don't know maybe you understand what God saved us from. Uh, people may be dying of COVID-19 in Africa. But I'm telling you, God has been faithful to us in Africa. He has been faithful. He has not allowed the wishes of the enemy to come to pass all our life. And for that, we need to be grateful. Oh, come on, as you are clapping, can you do something extra for me? Oh, can you just have a shout to it? Oh, can you have a shout to it? Have a shout to it. Have a shout to it. Have a shout to it. Hallelujah. We thank you. I mean, what? You don't want to even imagine what will have happened. I'm telling you, you don't want to imagine it. You don't want to imagine it. About the time, please sit down. About the time COVID 19 started, I watched the video online on the internet that was trying to portray to us the mode of transmission of COVID. And you know what they did in that video? They showed the guy that was in the toilet. He went to use the toilet, a public toilet. So by the time it was done, he suddenly remembered that COVID-19, I need to wash my hands. So he took soap, you know, washed his hand for, how many seconds did he, I think they said 20 seconds. So he washed his hand, and by the time he was done washing, he closed the tap. So he was about going, then he remembered that after I washed my hand, I touched the tap. So he went back, watch this. So he went back, washed his hand again, then he took the toilet paper and used it to close the tap. And he dropped the toilet paper and said, yes, now I'm good. Then he went towards the door. And as he taught the door not to open the door, he said, ah, I've taught the door not again. Then he went back to Do you understand what God saved us from? Maybe you don't understand. It will have been a disaster in Africa. In some African countries, maybe they will have been able to manage it. But you know how your Nigeria is. I said you're Nigeria. <laughs> You understand what I'm talking about? It will have been a disaster. Politicians will have entered their private jet and abandoned everybody. I'm telling you, that's what will have happened. They will abandon everybody. And we keep transmitting it from one place to another. Only the people that have strong immunity will have been able to survive it. Are you following me? But God did not allow the purpose, the counsel, the plans of the wicked one to come to pass. And for that, with I don't know why I'm going in this direction, but I sense that somebody here, maybe somebody on the internet, just needs to be grateful to God that they are live on February 14th, Valentine's Day 2021. Can you go ahead and just celebrate Jesus one more time? <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, God deserves our praise. So tonight, what we're going to do so we decided that instead of having just the day for love fest like we do every year like i said this year uh toluchi was supposed to come and tim Godfrey was supposed to come uh for love fest this year that was the plan but for the sake of not having permitted to have large gatherings and we would not want to be responsible you know for we will not want to be irresponsible christians do you understand what i'm talking about you know, we are men of faith. I believe that no matter what happens, I can't catch it. Praise God. But not everybody operates on that level. Praise God. So if we'll say, okay, you guys come, let's just go ahead and have love first on that magnitude, a lot of things may happen. And we do not want to be accused that, oh, it was as a result of their gathering that brought about the spread uh, or the increase in the spread of the virus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. So we decided that instead of having a day event, we're going to be having a whole week event of Love Fest. So this year, 2021, we're having a week of Love Fest. Glory to God. 5 p.m. every day, tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and we climax on Sunday. And we're going to be having my pastor and my father, Reverend Benga Kotila, coming all the way from the city of Ibadan, and Pastor Ayo Jeje, all the way from Lagos, is also going to be joining us this year. Praise God. 
and i'm glad to announce to you after the service this morning i spoke with reverend kotila in ibadan and he said pastor banji he said i'm coming in powerfully tomorrow and i'm going to be i'm going to be with you tomorrow i'm going to be with you on tuesday and i'm going to be with you on wednesday uh, and when he said three days i said my god uh, we need to get some carpenters you understand what i'm talking about uh, so that those carpenters will help us put some extra nails on our roof hallelujah glory to god because this roof is about to blow off uh, do you understand what I'm talking about? The roof is about to blow up because when Reverend Kotila taps into a house, you understand what I'm talking about? The roof is blown off. So he won't just blow it up tomorrow, he will blow it up on Tuesday and on Wednesday. Uh, we better get some good carpenters. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Uh, so let's get ready, let's get prepared. So tonight, what I'm just going to do is that I'm just going to be a John the Baptist for all that is going to be happening uh, during Love Fest 2021. And I want you to get ready. If you're not here, you're in Akure, you're watching us online. My God, um, like I said earlier, there's no distance in the realm of the spirit. But the truth of the matter is, there are some manifestations that takes place that you feel the literal presence of God when you're present in a meeting than when you watch a meeting. How many of us understand what I'm talking about? I mean, I, I remember those days when I used to uh, go to a particular ministry and it was a very big ministry. You know, so there's a particular time that when you come into that service, you can't see, you can't sit close to the altar and see the man of God again. You will be in one of the extensions watching screen. And I hate to go to church to, I mean, go to church to watch screen. <laughs> when the man of God is there, let me see the man of God. Oh God, uh, you know. So I wake up as early as five, uh, and I'm on my, I'm set on my way to church. And I drop at the junction of the church, and I see people already alighting, and they are lighting, and they are running. That was the first time in my entire life I saw people running to church. It was strange for me because I grew up in a setting where people come late to church. But I came to a gathering where people were running. And I was like, wow. that was the first time I said, what? why people are running to go to church? Something must be happening in this place. And when I had the first service experience in that ministry, oh my God. I said, I understand why they were running. So I joined them in the race from the next Sunday. Glory to God hallelujah amen uh, so if you're there you're in akure you're watching you're saying i'll just watch from my house oh you don't know what you're missing glory to god all right let's turn our bibles tonight to the book of matthew chapter 18 don't forget that love first we'll talk about love we'll talk about the issues and the matters that pertains to love relationship and marriage and it's interesting uh, because we started a series in love's domain family assembly this month and the theme of the series is honeymoon forever honeymoon forever and for those of us who have been following us online watching every of the series we started on wednesday which was the fourth i think the first day or the second day or in the month of february with a discussion it was a discussion i and my wife we sat down and we had two interviewers we had pastor kunle adelike the resident pastor of our lagos church and Shadia Dede came, uh, one of the females in our Lagos church, sat down and did an interview for me and my wife, um, talking about marriage. And we had a beautiful, awesome discussion. If you have not seen that discussion, you need to go subscribe to our YouTube page, Love's Domain Family Assembly, and watch that interaction. Very, very interesting. They asked us pertinent questions, questions that relate to marriage. Praise God deep questions and we answered them and you see we got wonderful feedback from the people that watched the video praise god and the last week sunday uh, was the sunday after the wednesday and i did a teaching on communication in marriage uh, because when it comes to relationship you see not just marriage alone uh, even in relationship i mean even beyond relationship even in organization the moment communication breaks down, that relationship begins to break down. I did, you know, a graphic design for that. And it was one of the designs that we did uh, that, you know, people really shared. I saw it on different people's WhatsApp status. Praise God. I said when communication breaks down, the relationship or the marriage also breaks down. And I saw people sharing it everywhere. And that is the truth. Praise God. And one other thing, pertinent thing that happens when communication breaks down in the marriage, 
assumption is what people begins to do from that moment are you following me uh, i and moe will have a relationship are you following me uh, we communicate we talk but you see the moment we stop talking and yet we're still in that relationship assumption is the order of the day because when i do something and she can't come out to say why did you do what you did uh what will happen to her is she will assume in her mind uh that this is what pastor bj is thinking or this is what he wants to do and because then she begins to react to me are you following this and i begin to wonder why is she doing like this and instead of me also coming out to say i mean why are you doing like this then i because i'm not communicating with her then all of a sudden i also begin to assume about her because everything she now begins to do i begin to suspect it are you following this i begin to suspect every other move when she sneezes uh i mean she just sneezed uh, uh, but in my mind i'm like I, I, maybe she's trying to laugh at me and she's trying to use that sneeze to cover do you understand what i'm talking about so assumption takes place when communication breaks down and when assumption takes place a lot of things are going to be assumed wrongly and it eventually it will lead to the breakdown of that relationship oh are you following me like i said it's not just in a marital relationship or a love relation even in organizations glory to god the moment you begin to look at your boss and begin to assume instead of communicating praise god the moment you begin to look at your pastor instead of asking your pastor questions you begin to assume that maybe this is what pastor is thinking do you understand what i'm talking about that relationship is already on the verge of breaking down so communication is very important it's very important because because even when you go back to the book of beginnings in the book of genesis you find out that one of the things that god established with mankind was that channel of communication are you following me uh, the bible says god will come in the cool of the evening and they will come what does he come to do in the cool of the evening he comes to communicate with adam and eve but the moment that communication broke down then issues began do you understand what i'm talking about so communication in marriage is important and i always love to share that joke again and again and again that i saw in that cartoon of two of, of a married couple a couple who were lying down on the bed you know the wife was laying down on the bed she was face up praise god the husband was beside her and he was backing her are you following this so the husband was backing her, the wife was sleeping face up, and the wife was looking at the husband backing her. And you know how cartoon is. Then they drew what she was thinking. So in her mind, there were a lot of questions as she was looking at her husband. Why is he backing me? What did I do wrong? Why didn't he eat my food tonight? What happened? Why is he not hugging me? Why didn't he touch me? When he came inside the house, he didn't greet me well. He didn't hug me. So she was thinking about a lot of things. But guess what? The guy that backed her, when they showed what he was thinking, do you know what he was thinking? How in the world will Arsenal beat Barcelona? As in why? As in why? Why? What was Messi doing on the field? Ah! Now, can you see that if they wake up that the following morning and they do not communicate, that marriage is already on the verge of breaking down? Oh, are you following me? The guy is thinking of, do you understand? So the guy is not talking to her. The guy is depressed, praise God, because his football team lost. Maybe he bet a thousand dollars and he just lost a thousand dollars. And he came into the house and you are saying, because you, you don't know football, you don't watch football. And he said, oh honey, that guy just said, I beg, leave me. Then he goes into the room. And instead of saying, ah, baby, Afa, Kilo Shele, she could see, she could, do you understand? Then you begin to say, why didn't he do, why did he do that? Why did he, do you understand? Why did he, why did he, why did he, are you carrying that to go and sleep? Then you begin to think, why did he do that? Meanwhile, the guy is still thinking, I lost a thousand dollars because Baka lost to Asena. So, and this thing that I'm talking about happens in our relationship and in our marriages. A lot of marriages are broken up because they refuse to communicate. A lot of relationships are broken down because they refuse to communicate. They refuse to talk. They refuse to talk about issues. Now, when I'm talking about communication in relationship and marriage, I'm not talking of 
you know, <laughs> praise God. Like I said this morning, I'm not talking of, you know, Baba Temi, Shedi Jeonleni. That's, that's not communication, praise God. Anybody can ask Baba Temi, Shedi Jeonleni. Do you understand what I'm talking about? I'm talking of your life issues. I'm talking of issues that pertains to the two of you. I'm talking about critical decisions that you need to sit down and communicate and talk about. Oh my God, you need to go and watch that first interview that we did with Pastor Kule and Shadia Deleke. Oh my God, it was awesome. I spoke about how Ola Roberts and Evelyn Roberts, how they met. Glory to God. I don't want to go over that story, but go and watch it. You know, they met. God told Evelyn firstly that Ola Roberts is your husband. And Evelyn said, God, this big, big time evangelist came to our city to preach. And God said to her while she was in the choir stand, that's your, do you understand what I'm talking about? So she said, how will this big evangelist that all of us are God that come and hear preach, he's my husband. Ah, God, you, may be, you must be joking. And when he kept coming to her, she said to God, God, please, if truly he's my husband, let him come back to this city again to come and hold the crusade. And as at that time, our robot was so busy that it's almost impossible for him to return to the same city in a short space of time to hold the crusade. Do you understand what I'm talking about? For example, if he comes to Akure, it's going to be impossible for him to come to Akure maybe in the next five years. Because several cities are lined up. But surprisingly, in two months, Ora Robot was back in that same city. And when she saw the flyer, she knew that yes, God is confirming what he told her. And while Ora Robot was preaching, and you know, as a preacher, you look around. And she's went, she, as he looked through the choir stand, she saw and picked out Evelyn. And the Spirit of God said to him while he was preaching that that is your wife. And by the time he was done, he called one of the organizing pastors. I said, I saw so 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 sister. This is what God said to me. Then they went to look for Evelyn and called her. And he said, God told me that you're my wife. And he said, Yes, God told me two months ago when you came. Praise God. And guess what? They got married in two weeks. Two weeks. Now, this story I'm telling you, it was an interview with Benny Inn before Ora Robert and Evelyn passed on to glory to be with the Lord. They were already in their 90s or thereabout. They held their hands so closely, even at that old age. Even Benny Inn sat down and I was wondering, you guys are very old, but yet look at the way you could see the love in their eyes for one another. And Benny Inn said, how did you guys manage to be married for 40, 50 years? without barely knowing each other two weeks and you got married and you guess what their response was their response is we learned to communicate in our marriage we learned to talk we talk talking is all we do we don't assume we don't assume that this is what this person is thinking or this is what this person is doing we talk about every issue and that is what has brought us thus far glory to god so we've looked at that and this morning we had a wonderful time in service and i just want to do a recap of that as i prepare us for what is going to be happening with reverend binga kotila tomorrow are you ready oh my god i can't hear you are you ready oh open your bibles with me to the book of matthew chapter 18 matthew chapter 18 matthew chapter 18 praise god I want us to be out of here by 7.30. Please, we have refreshments. Glory to God. I want us to wait. And interestingly, you know, when things like this happen, me, when I was your age, praise God, I'm always excited. Praise God. You know why? Because refreshment is plenty and the people are few. Ah, we, we, park away. Hallelujah. I remember I went to a party with my younger brother who is in Canada right now. You know, and he said, he said, I no. They suppose give us no, okay. I was the one that told him, I said, put plenty for you. Then they give us takeaway now. Then my brother said, Take away. Okay. No, we won't take takeaway. We will take pack away. <laughs> and when he said, I said, that's true. Take away is different from pack away. Praise God. Hallelujah. So somebody better get ready to do some pack away tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. And if you are there at home, you are in Akure, well, maybe you can still get down and do, join us in the parking. We praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, Matthew chapter 18, if you are there, say amen. I have just about 20 minutes to do this and I will be held because we have the whole week to deal with this topic. Now, he said from verse 1, at that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? 
Then Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them, and said, As shortly I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter into the kingdom of heaven. He said, therefore, whoever humbles himself at this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Somebody say amen. Alright, that same chapter of the Bible, Matthew chapter 18, I want us to read verse 21. Uh, verse 18, that same chapter 18, sorry, verse 21. I'll read to us. He said, then came Peter up to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Then he said, up to seven times. Then Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to what? Seventy times seven. Mm. As I begin to preach tonight, I think the first question I ask them in the morning, I'm going to ask you. Who can multiply seventy times seven for me? What, do, what figure do you get? You get four hundred and ninety. Now, in this particular story, when you read from another account of the gospel, maybe that, that account of, of Mark or John or Luke about the same story, there was a conversation that started about forgiveness. I hope you are following this. And they were talking about forgiveness. Now, Jesus said to them, um, you see, uh, you need to forgive your brother. Then they asked him, how many times? And he said, how many times should we forgive our brother when he offends us in one day? And they asked him, they said, up to seven times. Now the question they were asking is, I mean, if Bolu is here, uh, if Bolu will offend me, what they're asking is, um, for me to get offended, in, I mean, today, February 14th, how many times should Bolu have offended me to a point that I will say I am no longer going to forgive him? Then they said, is it up to seven times? Which means, as we are walking up today, if Bolu offends me seven times, I should forgive him. Oh, I hope somebody is following this. But you see, the moment Bolu offends me the eighth time, then I have a right to say, man, you have crossed the line. I am not going to forgive you. Now you see, it's very interesting, Pastor Larry. Because even after I said to him, that Bolu, I'm not going to forgive you. Because this is the eighth time you have offended me today. Then Jesus now said, you know what? By the time the sun goes down, and we sleep, and we open our eyes the following morning, even though I was offended at Bolu for offending me eight times yesterday, I should allow that offense to go with yesterday because today is a new day. So if I'm going to be angry at Bolu again, he will need to start offending me again. For the first time, I will forgive. The second time, I should forgive. The third time, the fourth time, the fifth time, the seventh time, I should forgive. Then by the eighth time, then I said, Bolu, you have crossed the line again. And guess what? By the time I sleep, and we wake up again, Bolu has a clean slate. Ah. And every time I read the scripture, I ask myself, can Bolu really offend me in one day seven times? I mean seven times. Or maybe I should stop using Bolu. Maybe I should use you and your spouse. You and your wife. You and your... Do you understand? You and... I mean, you and anybody. Can anybody really offend you seven times in a day? I mean, I offend you first time, second time, third time, seven times. Oh my God. Jesus now took the standard higher. He said, ah. He said seven times. Not seven times, oh. Seventy times seven in one day. And you see, when the sun goes down, your anger must go down with it. Then I ask myself, that means I can never really be offended at anybody. Because 70 times 7, 490. Can you really offend me 490 times in a day when you are not the son of the devil? 
Come and talk to me. Can your wife offend you? Father, that when your wife is not the first daughter of the devil or the cousin of the niece or the uncle or the auntie of the devil. Are you following this? So I began to look at this and like I said in the morning, which is one of the things that we're going to be looking at strongly in the next one week. The fact that, you see, oh my God, I love this. You see, one of the things I love about God is that God will not ask you to do a thing that he himself does not have the capacity to do. Hey, you hear what I just said? He himself will not, he won't ask you to do what he doesn't have the capacity to do. Whatever he's asking you to do, he can, believe me, he can do much more. Much more. Uh, that's why the Bible says he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all you could ever ask or think or imagine. Beyond what you can do. So I began to look at this and I said, if God is asking me to forgive my fellow man 490 times in a day, and the sun must not go down. The sun must not rise the following morning. And my anger is still there. Then I said, God, I think if you're asking me, if you require that of me, then you will be able to do much more. Oh my God, I don't know, maybe you understand what I'm talking. Mm. Because you see, you see, one of the biggest problems or issues that we have in Christianity is this love issue. Oh, and because this love issue has disappeared, even among brethren, uh, we begin to have a set of Christians who have become so judgmental uh, in their thinking. They become so judgmental in their ways. Oh, oh are you following me? And, and you see, it, it's interesting for me because even the people that are judging you, their own life is not together. Oh, come and talk to me now. Hey, I tell people every time Love's Domain Family Assembly we have one vision and that vision is to church the unchurched and increase the knowledge of God for generational relevance. We church the unchurched. Oh, we don't deal with the average spirit cocoa in court. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Our church doors are open oh, to those people who on a normal day the normal average church will shut their door against. Oh, do you understand what I'm talking about? Oh my God, I went, I went for a campus meeting in Iray with my pastor, Reverend Gotila, some years ago. And one of Reverend's daughter follows, followed us for the meeting. Reverend just called and said, are you free? Let, let's go together to Iray for this, for this campus meeting. And she said, okay, Reverend, I'm going to come. So she came. She was putting on jeans. So we went for this meeting. Interestingly, when we got to the fellowship that invited Reverend, you know, because I was more like his PA, associate pastor at that time. So they escorted us to the front seat. So I, I sat down with Reverend at the front seat. So, but by the time I looked back, I was wondering, where is Kemi? So I felt like, okay, maybe she's shy. And she decides to sit amongst the crowd. That was my conclusion. So by the time we were done with the meeting, oh my God, have you been in Reverend Gwenga? I told the last meeting before. Fanta powerful meeting. Power broke out like never before. Healings everywhere. Red light and center. Men were slain in the spirit. We, we were told later the following day. Because by the time we were leaving that auditorium, there was a girl that was still praying in tongues on the floor. And we were told that they carried her to our room. And that she prayed into till the following day. And she prayed. She had lectures. She was still praying in the Holy Ghost for hours. Powerful meeting. Aya. And when I saw Kemi, I said, Kemi. I said, oh, are you, were you seated at the back? She said, no. In the car. I said, ah, in the car. Although we'll do issue. I want to talk to one car. He said, well, she wanted to come in. And the usher said she can't come in. I said, why? He said, because they said she was putting on trousers. I got mad. So I called the head of the usher of that fellowship. I said, do you realize that this person is one of your guests? Came with the reverend and I for this. They said, yes. I said, and you stopped her from coming in? They said, eh, you know, in our fellowship, we don't allow sisters that wear trousers. Oh, God. Then I called the president of the fellowship. He was in the process of lambasting the fellowship of that president. That reverend got to hear about it. And reverend also was mad. 
that how can a guest come with me? Do you think you can judge her more than I can judge her? And I said to them, I said, I said, you people don't know what you've gotten yourself entangled with. You've gotten yourself entangled with so much religion, so much religion that you are fast becoming like the Pharisees and the Sadducees. You know what Jesus said about them? He said they have healed up laws. The laws are so weighty that they themselves, they can't push it with a finger. The laws are so heavy. And he said because of the laws, he said they themselves, they are not entering into the kingdom of God and the people that want to come in, they set a barricade. Hey, Lord. And I said, can you imagine for just one moment that if this lady was probably an aristo on this your campus and one sugar daddy just dropped her off and she was passing by your fellowship and maybe she heard the music maybe she was touched by the spirit and maybe she was already depressed going through depression and she just felt let me go to church and just see maybe i will have this last chance just to be saved or to just experience god and I said, can you just imagine for a moment that she got to your door and you sent her back? I said, if she leaves and commits suicide, I said, you may not be aware. I said, but do you know that this person's blood is going to be on your head? Then they said, eh, we understand, sir. But it is our doctrine. I almost said then, doctrine, kill you there. I almost said it. Doctrine kill you there. I almost said it, but I didn't say it. But that was what I felt. So, we took people out. We have become so judgmental. Because, listen to me, if our marriages is going to work, then we must have in-depth understanding of what love is. And you see, love is beyond what we call it. Because I'm telling you, a lot of us who say we are lovers are not, are not yet lovers. Because we only love when things are going our way. But we never love when things are not going our way. Oh, do you understand what I'm talking about? Some of us say we love our husband. You know why you love your husband? Because he gives you money. Because he did. Do you understand what I'm talking about? But the moment a time comes when money is no longer flowing the way he used to, then you begin to react differently. Do you understand what I'm talking about? You are a husband. You have expectation concerning your wife. But the moment that expectation is no longer coming, you now begin to react differently. Yet you say you love her. But you see, your loving her is based on her doing something in return for you. And you say because she did this, I'm now going to love her. Oh my God. But oh my God, you see what we're going to be doing in this world week we are going delving into the depth of love we are going to explore the wheat of love we are going to explore the height of the love of god we are going to explore oh my god we are delving in we are finding out what love really is oh my god I shock you. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. He said, God commended his love towards us. God displayed his love towards us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Oh, while we were yet sinners, he loved us. Oh my God, do you understand what I'm talking about? While we were yet rogues, while we were yet yahoo yahoo, while we were yet thieves, while we were yet, yet adulterers, fornicators, whatever bad you may think of. God started loving us from that moment on. That was the moment he started loving us. God didn't start loving us the moment we were good. He started loving us from that moment. Now can you imagine someone who loved you when you were a thief? Now you are now on his side. <sighs> Do you get what I'm talking about? And you see, these things, we will not be able to grab it. Like I said, tonight I just want to do an intro. I have about 10 minutes more. We will not be able to grab it until we understand the scripture that I just read tonight, which was what I read to them in the morning. He spoke about forgiveness 490 times in a day. How do I cope with that, Bolu? That you will have to offend me again and again and again 490 times. What am I saying? It has to be funded at 91 times 
before I can say I can't forgive you. And interestingly, by tomorrow morning, I can't hold that. I can't hold you to that offense again. Ah, I, do you understand what I'm talking about? And yet, to find in marriages, people who keep referring to what their husband or their wife did in 1784. Baba Buki. 1774. Perfect description of what the person was wearing in 1784. That offense, she had never let it go. That offense, he had never let it go. Kept holding on to it. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Now marriage, that kind of marriage will never work. It will never work. If our marriages will be honeymoon forever, then we must learn, oh my God, I said this morning, was it last week in Lagos Church, that I said that marriage, a successful marriage, is made up of two natural forgivers. As in forgiveness is natural to them. It's not hard. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Forgiveness is not hard. I love what my pastor said one time. And I imbibed it also. I was in a meeting with him. When he went to preach in a relationship meeting. And he said I told myself. That concerning my wife. Before she offends me. I have forgiven her. Ah. That thing hit me where I sat. I said before she offends you. You have forgiven her. That means, do you understand what I'm talking about? Before that, and you see, we cannot talk about this forgiveness that we're talking about in Matthew 18, 21 without examining where Jesus started this story from. Because in verse 1, they said to him, who is going to be the greatest in the kingdom of God when we get to heaven? And Jesus said, you want to find out who is the greatest? Give me a moment. Then he called Jomiloju, the young boy at the back. And said, call me that boy. And they brought Jomiloju, a very young boy of about maybe two or three years old. And Jesus took the boy, put the boy on his leg. And he said, you want to find out who is the greatest in the kingdom of God? He said, this guy is going to be the greatest in the kingdom of God. And he said, the reason why he's going to be great in the kingdom of God is because he's a child. And he said, if you also want to be great in the kingdom of God, what you need to do is to be like this child. And I began to examine, also along the line of forgiveness, what Jesus was talking about. And in my home in Lagos, there's a practical experience. Something that happens that I see every single day. Because I have a little girl in my house. Her name is called Tara. And our neighbor has a boy. Young boy. Tara is a year older than that boy. His name is Isaac. And they love to play with each other. When you're looking for Tara in the house and you can't find her. Just know that she has gone to Isaac's place. When you're looking for Isaac in their flat and you can't find him. Just know he has come to Tara's apartment and they are playing. Oh, are you following me? But most times they don't even play inside the house. We have a very big compound. You know, for some of you, I've seen some of our videos that I, I used to do back then, early morning musings that I do from the comfort of my compound. I mean, massive compound. We even have a plantation, praise God. We plant vegetables. There's ugu that we planted right now, praise God. Oh, Moni has been to our house. That place, ugu, mommy, Ruby just planted ugu everywhere. And I'm waiting to eat Ugu, praise God. Hallelujah. Ugu is going to be Ugu festival. <laughs> Hallelujah. But they love, they love to play in the compound. They run around. And all of a sudden, sometimes you just hear the noise. Ah! Then you run outside, kilo to Shele. Then you see Tara or Isaac, either one of them, crying. What happened to you? He beats me, he bites me. See my hand. And you look at the hand and you see Marks, and you're wondering, 
Why? Why? Then, like I said in the morning, you see, the child, the mind of a child is so, shall I use the word fickle? The mind of, let me use the word simple. The mind of a child is programmed to be very simple. But you see, we, you and I, we have grown up, we have seen, we, we have begun to experience life. Do you understand? Our mind has become so complex. Uh, and because of the complexity of our mind, we have become so, so calculative, we have become so, uh, I use a word in the morning, we have become so serious when it comes to life. As in, we are very serious here. As in, when it comes to life, we are, we are serious. And most times when you are not serious with life, people feel that you are not a serious person. But I've come to discover that the more serious you are with life, the less you will be able to handle relationships. The less, the more complex, the more serious. Oh my God, go and check it. When you find anybody who is always serious, serious, everything serious. Relationship-wise, their relationship is not always sweet. If you get married to such a person, you'll just be enduring in that marriage. Especially when you're, if you're a partner to that person and you like to, to enjoy life. They will frustrate you. Do you understand what I'm talking about? But the man of a child is so simple. So simple. So I go outside and I look at the two of them and I'm wondering, but you guys were playing. Why would you bite her or bite him? Which is because they, they keep biting one another. If this one bites today, that one will bite tomorrow. Do you understand? And because of the bite, and you see, for you, you are you're already you are, you are a serious person. A serious person. Your life has become very serious. So you say, Oh yeah, you go to your house. Oh yeah, you too. <laughs> Enter the house. You understand? Because you're thinking, I mean, you can't continue to bite one another. You understand? Because at that moment, the two of them are angry with one another. So, this one goes to his house, that one goes to his house. Then all of a sudden, you're looking for Tara in the house. Tara, where are you? Tara, where are you? And you can't find her. By the time you go outside, you see Tara with Isaac again. They're throwing ball to one another and they're laughing. And because you, you are so serious with life, your life has become so complex. You are thinking, are these people okay? How can he or she bite you like this? And in two minutes, you are back playing with this person. Are you alright? Are you, are you okay? I said something that I experienced in the morning. Okay, good to see you. God bless you. I said something in the morning. I, it was something I experienced. I went to one of my friend's house. Who had a niece staying with them? A three-year-old or a four-year-old boy? Who speaks only Yoruba and English? Then somebody came to pay them a visit. A lady who got married to a Spanish man. So the children, they've been living in Spain. This was their first time in Nigeria. These children, they don't even speak English. They only speak Spanish. And when this lady brought her children to that house, the three-year-old niece that only understands English and Yoruba, and the guys who only understand Spanish, they started playing together. And they played all day without understanding one another. Hey, please come here. Then the guy comes. He got good relief, dude. Yeah, speak Spanish. Then the other one that's saying, Yeah, 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 yeah. And they turned the hands upside down. Together, the only thing they can speak or they can say concerning themselves is their names. Because the mother of the boy who understands English and Yoruba told him in English that your friend's name is Charles. I'm just using Charles. And the boy's mother, who understands Spanish, told the boy in Spanish that your friend's name is Femi. So Femi calls Charles, and Charles calls Femi, but they don't understand one another's language. But yet, they played together. They ran around the house together. They ate together. Femi was speaking English. Can you, can you, can you finish your eyes? Or should I come and join you? The guy doesn't understand what he just said. But he knows he's pointing at the rice. 
So it means you must be interested in my life. So he pushes the rice to the boy and speaks Spanish. And the guy chose without understanding any go And they play together the mind of a child. Jesus said, until you become like one of these people. He said, forget about it. Even the kingdom of God, you can't lay hold on it. In your marriage, you must learn to become a child. For your marriage to succeed, you can't afford to be too complex. You can't afford not to be a natural forgiver. You can't afford not to be playful in your marriage. Some men are too serious for marriage. Oh, do you understand what I just said? They're too serious for marriage. Sometimes your wife wants you to sit down and watch and what's the name of that channel on DSTV? Telenovela. Just wants you to sit down. But you are just too serious with life. So, can I tell you novella? Can you watch it? Tell you novella? When there's, I mean, tell you novella? Can you? Can you? Do you understand what I'm talking about? You must go back to being a child. You must go back there until you get back there. Your, oh my God. Relationships of children are the most perfect example of what marriage should look like. No matter what they do to one another, I'm telling you, life continues. Bolu, God bless you. Life continues together. No matter what happens. They don't abandon one another. Oh my God, I saw, I saw um, a, a design, a meme somewhere some time ago. There was a black child and a white boy playing together. They were children. They were playing together. And in that meme, they wrote on that meme, simple, a very simple statement. They said, racism is taught. Racism is not inborn. Racism is taught. Is not inborn. White men don't grow up to hate a black man. Somebody told them that you are superior to the black man. Because you see a white child and a black child. They don't understand color. The only thing they know is this person looks like me. I can talk, he can talk. I can write, he can write. I can see, he can see. So they, they just continue to play with one another. Not until the mother of one of them calls them aside. Praise God. Most of these things is always mothers. Praise God. Call them aside and say, Then they begin to plant their own complexity into that child. Somebody said growing up is a trap. He said, I wish I could remain a child. He said, growing up is a trap. He said, I wish I could just remain a child. Just remain a child. Just, just remain a child. One time I was preaching about worship. I said, you see, the best of worshippers are people who can worship God like a child. A child doesn't send. Have you seen children dancing before disco? Have you seen them dancing disco before? They just, they just move. Have you, but have you seen it before? Happy birthday to you. They just, they just move. But you see, our own complexity, you have seen so much in life that that child is going happy, but you are going happy birthday. Happy birthday. Your life is your life is complex. Uh, but you sometimes I say, I don't want to grow up. Oh my god, oh my you know, this morning I mentioned the song. Bolo, I know you're a song lover. I don't know, maybe you've heard that song by Dante Bowie. Uh, uh with better worship. The title of the song was Take Me Back. Oh, I know Shago would know the song. Oh, take me back. Oh, take me back. Oh, you know what they were.
were singing that song. They were saying, God, take me back to those moments when I first believed you. When believing you was not difficult. At those moments when you say, I will bless you, and I just believe you will bless me. Even though I don't have money right now, but I just believe you will bless me. You said it, so I know you can do it. But you see, right now, your life has become so complex that God is saying, I want to bless you, but you look around you, and you say, in Nigeria, complex life complex life he said take me back oh i wish i could maybe i'll play that song tomorrow i wish i was prepared for this i will play that song he said take me back he said take me back when it was all simple oh when it was all simple and easy those were his words he said those moments when it was simple and easy it was easy it was easy to believe you and everything about christianity was simple until the greek and the hebrew came in and they complexized everything until the rams and the potholes came in and it became so complex take me back to the moment where it was all simple when it was all simple and loving was easy when it was all simple and loving was easy oh believe you need to hear that song when it was all simple when loving was easy when it was all simple when loving was easy when it was all simple and loving was easy you know our life has we have seen two months in life that our lives have become so complicated and even the simple the simple the simple gospel mr colony the simple gospel listen to me oh my god can i shut